Hi there. Do you know this scripture has been going on in my mind for several days now, so I'm going to just start off with that. This is Hebrews chapter 11, verse 7, where it says, By faith Noah, being warned of God of things not yet seen, moved with fear and prepared an ark for the salvation of his household, in which he condemned the world and became an heir of righteousness, which is by faith. What Noah's action did condemned the world. It convinced the world that there was, there is a God and he is alive. And there are many infallible proofs that, that God is real and, and living today. And we've been talking about over the last several months, the salvation of our households and how we can make such a difference. And to, to we've written a list of the people that we put in our household and we've looked at Rahab and how she was told by the the Israel soldiers coming through that when we come back through here, we're going to destroy everything. But if you'll put your household, put all your people under the roof, same roof and hang the scarlet thread out the window, we will not disturb your household. And so that's what we, we've been talking about is intercessory prayer, pray, standing in the gap for those who don't know the Lord. And we started off by saying, what if time is running out? And what if we're getting ready to step into an age change? So just what if that? Are, am I ready? Is my household ready? And that's, those are the kind of things we've been looking into. And last week, um, I felt impressed to uh, discuss why do I need to be saved? I mean, I'm sure some people, they're good people. They have moral uh, conduct and they just think, well, I'm a good person. <laughs> I can remember my sister and I both doing that to my mother when she would want to correct us on something. Well, well, gosh, we don't steal. We don't kill. We're good people. And so it's not about being a good person, whether you steal, kill or destroy. It's, it's about whether you know Jesus Christ as your savior. Because he was the only one that was born of a pure seed and uh, was uh, righteous enough, if you will, to be our offering before the Father. And we looked at last week about how in the beginning in Genesis 1 and 28, 26 through 28, the Lord said, let us make man in our image after our likeness so that the human being is created in the image of God. And then we saw that we fell and when Genesis, that was Genesis 1, 26 through 28. Well, in Genesis 3, it didn't take us long and mankind fell from the glory that God had established them in. And so in that fall, it, it corrupted the seed of, of man. And in that fall, uh, it upset the whole universe, actually. It's upset the whole universe. And we'll, we'll look at things like that in just a minute. But, uh, and then in Deuteronomy 28, where God discussed the blessing and the curse. If you look at Deuteronomy 28, 1 through 14, it talks about the blessings of Abraham, the blessings that come upon your life when you hearken to the voice of the Lord and obey his commands. But uh, the curses from 50, verse 15 on, come when we don't obey God's commandments and when we don't obey God's ways and his principles. And we're born outside of that, those principles anyway. And we were seeing how even a baby that's born uh, has um, 
that corrupted seed. They're born off of a corrupted seed. And you don't have to have done anything. You just come in to be. And the, the seed that we're born out of it, it was corrupted. You know, it talks about in 1 Corinthians, it says, when uh, the corruptible puts on incorruption. And that's what we're looking at. And that's what we do when we pray for our loved ones. We're, we're putting on a garment of incorruption by speaking the word of God over them. We're putting on the garment of incorruption to cover up the corruption. And Jesus took the corruption in his body at the cross. So we see that man was created in the image of God. He fell in Genesis chapter 3 and the damage that that fall has done. And God put them out of the garden. He had to put them out of that garden. And the, the seed was corrupted. And everybody born after that, that time uh, was born off of a corrupted seed. And so there was nobody sufficient to die for our sins. And Jesus came in the New Testament, the birth of Jesus Christ in, in, in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. His, his birth comes into be, and he was born of a virgin. In the book of Luke, it talks about how the angel visited Mary, and she received the word of God from him, and Jesus was born of a virgin. And we discussed how important that is. Some liberal minds in the church today would like to get rid of that story because they can't, their natural mind can't capture that. But you, you don't try to capture God with your natural mind. If you can't step over into the supernatural, you won't be able to walk with God to the degree that he would like for you to. And so um, the, the, the fact that Jesus was born of a virgin is very important. The fact that we are born in a corrupted seed is very important to understand that there, there are parts of us that we, it's just innate. It's in our DNA, and we were born that way. And, and the Holy Spirit is coming to train us and to teach us how to walk in kingdom principles. And we, were, we looked at all of that last week, that the curse came on us because of the corruption in the seed that we live in, that we were born in. And Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life, and no one will come to the Father but through Him. So that's a, a very important issue. Now, I wanted to look uh, this, this week at um, John chapter 3. I think we looked at a little bit at it last week, but I'm just going to read through John chapter 3 where Jesus visited with uh, Nicodemus. And Nicodemus uh, it says in John chapter 3, there was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. And he came to Jesus by night and said to him, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher come from God. No man could do these miracles, but that God be with him. And Jesus answered him something very important. He said, verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. He cannot be even in touch with the, the reign and the rulership of God, the kingdom of God, the reign of God. And uh, Nicodemus said to him, how can a man be born when he's old? Can he enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born? And Jesus answered, verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born of water and of the spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. And, you know, later on, Jesus will say that the kingdom is within us. And uh, I want to show you also that when Jesus came on the scene, he came on the scene. The first things that he preached was the, 
the time the time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent ye and believe the gospel. That's the first thing that Jesus said when he started preaching. And 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 in that statement, it's there's two there's two statements of fact. One is the time is fulfilled, the kingdom is at hand. The second one is repent and believe the gospel. Now, when he came on, he said, the time is fulfilled, the kingdom is at hand, repent and believe the gospel. And then when you see when he leaves in Acts chapter 1, when he leaves his disciples, he, he says, um, receive power and be a witness. So when Jesus came on the scene, he said, the time is fulfilled, the kingdom of God's at hand, repent and believe the gospel, the good news, that I'm here and I'm going to take sin off your back and I want to give you the Holy Ghost to walk you through your journey on the earth. But in Acts, when he was leaving his disciples, he said, receive power and be a witness. And the, we get our word martyr from witness. And trust me, you martyr your natural man in order to walk by the Spirit of God. You have to martyr you have, your natural man, your, the, that corrupted seed you're born in, the, the natural flesh that, that where you're, your desires come from and when the flesh runs wild, well, actually just look around you in today's world. The flesh is running wild. And uh, so uh, it, you have to martyr all of that, all those desires that are not right. They're not of righteousness. And you know they're not right, but you feel drawn to do them. That's that DNA of the corrupted seed. But Jesus left us when he, he took the, the pressure of that off of us and then gave us his spirit to uh, walk by. And so we, we have tools to work with. We have the weapons of our warfare that we need to win our war. And so um, there's a whole lifestyle of the kingdom. You know, we talk about alternative lifestyles. We talk about follow the science. There are alternative lifestyles to what the natural man knows. What, what you see going on around you, there's an alternative lifestyle. And I have, I have lived it. My husband and I have lived it uh, in the sense that we have enjoyed the blessings of God for many years. And the alternative lifestyle works. And so what I'm saying to you is not something I've just thought up. It's something that the Bible preaches. We've experienced it. And we know many other people who have experienced it. And so I don't know where you are in life right now, but life on earth is not easy. Uh, in fact, my husband and I, I have to quit saying this, actually, but uh, my mother said this once. She was 92 years old, and she told my brother one day, she says, she looks up at him, I was trying to help her down the step, and she said, growing old ain't for sissies, Johnny, and that's true. <coughs> Excuse me. Being a Christian ain't for sissies either. So um, it's, it's not something that's just easy, but it's something that does work. It is an answer. It gives you hope. So verily, verily, he said, I say unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see. And then he said, except a man be born of water and of the spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. So um, when I got born again and I, I asked Jesus to come into my life, I'm telling you, the next morning I woke up and everything was different. Everything looked different. And I remember getting angry at the church that I was attending for not telling me about this stuff. I was seeing so many things. I would get into the Bible and 
start understanding so many things and and uh, and then I'd get mad because my church didn't preach it to me. And so a lot of times the churches don't know uh, that it's it's kind of the devil is a master at deceiving us. Uh, I remember when my husband and I just I just found this little note in my, in all my notes the other day. God's greatest enemies is the humanistic, socialistic doctrines being preached from the pulpits of America. That's God's greatest enemy, is the fact that we don't acknowledge the kingdom of God, that we don't choose to live from the kingdom of God. And that's because sometimes we're not taught to do that. So that's why we were going to have these podcasts, is to help us understand I just want to share, I, I just appreciate the opportunity to share with you the experiences I've had of the kingdom in my life. So Jesus said, that which is born of the flesh is the flesh, and that which is born of the spirit is spirit. Marvel not that I said unto thee that you must be born again. There's that famous uh, term that even the natural world will use when they've had a, a revelation of something. But you must be born again. Now, you remember we saw in the garden where um, the man fell in Genesis chapter 3. Well, it says in that, in that chapter that when God came looking for, we should have probably read from there, when God came looking for Adam and Eve, or for Adam, well, Adam and Eve at that time, when he came looking for them, they hid themselves because they were afraid. And the Lord said, who told you you were afraid? Their eyes, what happened was when the minute they took of the fruit of the wrong tree, the minute they ate from what the devil said and not what God said, uh, what the natural world said and not what the spirit realm said, the minute they did that, their eyes were opened and they saw that they were naked. And so... Um, they were that that made them afraid. They saw that they were naked, and so um, that's why we have to be born again. What happened when their eyes opened? What happened was everything shifted. And and as we get on down in here, I'll, I'll explain that to you again. But everything shifted, and that we being made in the image of God, we are a spirit. We have a soul. Our soul is made up of our mind, our will, and our emotions. And we live, the, the soul and the spirit live inside this body. So you see this physical body, and that's who I am. But actually, who I am is by the spirit. My spirit tells me who I am. And the process of that was the spirit was to carry the burden of life. The spirit was to guide and counsel and everything. And then the, the soul would speak it out or... Uh, make it happen, and then the and then the body contained the spirit and the soul. Well, when they ate from the wrong tree, and their eyes were open, the spirit man died inside of them. He said to them, die, "Surely you will die." He told Adam, "Surely you will die," and literally it means dying. You will die if you eat from the wrong tree that I've told you not to. You will uh, dying. You will die. Your spirit will die. And ultimately, your whole body will die. And you know, Adam lived into like 900 some odd years. So it took him a long time, but his spirit died instantly. And then it took his body uh, years to run down without a spirit man in there. Your spirit keeps your body alive, actually. And um, 
So, and actually, infirmities are locked up in the spirit of man. So if you're believing God for healing, you want to make sure that you have the, the word of God, which is spirit and life, into your, into your, the word of healing into your spirit, man, to where you see and you know that by his stripes you were healed. We'll get into all of that more later, too. We, in fact, we've done podcasts concerning these things. So if you go back and look at our stuff uh, in the YouTube uh, channel and on Restoration of Women's Virtues channel, uh, you can see uh, we taught on healing. We've taught on the authority of the believer, a lot of different things. So um, marvel not that I said you must be born again. Because see, we when we lost our spirit in the garden and the seed corrupted, now we have to be born again to uh, come back to life, to have a spirit man come back to life. He said, the wind blows where it listeth, and, and you hear the sound thereof, but you cannot tell where it comes from or where it goes. So is everyone that's born of the spirit, born again, why the original seed was corrupted and the spirit died. Nicodemus answered and said unto him, how can these things be? And Jesus answered and said, Art thou a master of Israel and know not these things? He said, You are a teacher in Israel and you're supposed to be training others and you don't even know some of these simple things that I'm trying to tell you. Verily I say unto you, We speak what we know and testify that what we've seen and you receive not our witness. If I have told you earthly things and you believe not, how shall I tell you of heavenly things? So we need to allow God to, to grow us up. Amen. Verily, verily, I say unto thee, we speak that we do not know and testify what we have not, what we have seen, and you receive not our witness. If I have told you earthly things and you believe not, how shall you believe if I tell you of heavenly things? No man has ascended up to heaven, but he that came down from heaven, even the Son of Man which is in heaven. And Moses, now this is from chapter uh, 21 of Numbers, Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the Son of Man be lifted up. That's when Jesus was lifted up on the cross. And in that story, that there was a pandemic um, spread, on a plague that was killing the people. And he said to put a serpent on a pole and lift it up. And when the people looked on it, they would be delivered. And so uh, that's what Jesus, that was a, a prophetic picture of Jesus Christ coming on the cross. When you look at the cross, and we need a greater understanding of the cross because everything God had to say, he said it on that cross. And um, when you look at the cross, you know, I did a teaching once about the cross and his back was filleted like a fish. That cat of nine's tail that they whipped him with had long spikes in it, and it ripped his back. He took such pain and punishment. I'm telling you, folks, that when, with what God paid the price for, the Father paid the price by giving his son for our, for our salvation. Jesus paid the price by his obedience to his call from the Father. And with the price that they, they paid and the Holy Spirit paid, we should be walking in greater strength than we are. And actually, that's what I like to look at when we take communion. It takes me back to remember. It takes me back to remember 
the price that was paid for me to have a greater power and to have greater victories in my life. And so that's what we're looking for is to have greater victories in our life. So God so loved the world. He so, and this is what Jesus said, whosoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. I'm going to leave you with that. I don't like to have these podcasts be too long because I know our time's limited, but just, just remember the cross. Whatever you're facing, Jesus has paid a price for victory in that area. And I remember uh, telling the Lord one time I was faced with a challenge and um, I just said, Lord, I've, I've won my challenge. I've won some challenges. I'm, I've, I've won some battles and I'm grateful for it, but I, I just don't, I just don't have it in me to win another battle. I'm about done. I'm just not going to fight for this. And he so sweetly said to me, that's all right. You don't have to accept the victory I have for you here. Well, what do you do with that? So I apologized and got back on my horse and rode again to believe. When I say I got back on my horse, I got on my horse named Faith. And if you believe, you shall see the glory. I got back on that horse and said, I'm going to believe you, Lord, to bring this into victory. And I remind myself of that. He has victories for us. He always leads us in his victory in Christ and wants to manifest through us the sweet aroma of the knowledge of God in every place. And in the next few podcasts, I want to share with you some of the infallible proofs that Jesus Christ is alive that I've experienced in my life. And I encourage you to write your diary, to write your booklet, on the infallible proofs of Jesus is alive in the earth in your life. Amen. So I'll see you next week and we'll get back into this. God bless you. 